This episode of Field to Fork is produced as part of the Seattle Good Business Network's Good Food Economy Program, connecting the Puget Sound food community to strengthen the local food pipeline and build a resilient, sustainable, and just local food economy. This is the Field to Fork podcast, where we take you on a deep dive into the local food economy of the Puget Sound region, from farming operations to fine dining and everywhere in between, going to the source to find out how food comes to be and gets to you, direct from the people making it happen. I'm your host, Keith Bacon, and with me is my co-host, Becky Salengut. Hi, Becky. What's up, Keith? In our last exciting episode, our interview with Mark Paschal from Jude's Rainier Beach, we were talking about hot sauce. And uh, by the way, to our listeners, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back and do it. I mean, you could pause right now and go back and listen to it. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Not that you need to, but you should definitely listen to that episode. It's amazing of all about like them being a co-op restaurant and their incredible cocktails. But the 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 transition, the sort of segue point was we talked about hot sauces for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you told a really a touching tale about Tabasco sauce <laughs> and what it means to you. Yeah. Because it reminds you of your dad. Yeah. And so we're back talking about hot sauces on this all new exciting episode. There probably aren't that many hot sauces that you can really yeah. enjoy because of your garlic allergy. Yeah, I'm a vampire. Mm-hmm. Some listeners might have heard me refer to that, but I developed a garlic allergy pretty severe for my 40th birthday present. So I have to be really careful about hot sauces because they really contain garlic, many, many, many of them. But but there are some that don't. And yeah. I, I make my own, mm-hmm. which is fun. What's your secret hot sauce recipe? My favorite is a habanero carrot. Very simple. I'll roast half the habaneros and cook some carrot with onion, apple cider vinegar, mm. honey, salt, and blend it all up together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. When I travel to Mexico, I'll, actually, I'll make whole bunch of it in whatever kitchen I'm in. No way. And then I'll take little tiny vials of Uh my homemade hot sauce with me everywhere. (laughs) And I'll be able to, you know, get tacos, street tacos, and just put my own hot sauce on it. Genius. Does it have a name? No, it's just a pretty, pretty straightforward habanero carrot salsa. I think it needs a name. Do you think so? Yeah. What should I call it? I don't know. Like orange devil? Orange? Is it? It is orange. It's orange. Maybe something. I mean, when you were talking about that it's carrot friendly, I was thinking, does it bring all the bunnies to the yard? Oh, wow. Maybe there's some sort of rabbit bunny tie in or something there. Okay. Um, Orange is naranja in Spanish. Right. So maybe we can do it like a naranja with something bunny related. Yeah. I don't know how to say bunny in Spanish. I do not know how to say bunny in Spanish. Rabbit. But we'll find out. Canejo. Canejo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? I think you might be right. I pulled that out of my culo. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of hot sauce names. Oh, I thought going to say speaking of culo. No, speaking of, no. Speaking of hot <laughs> sauce names, you have this fun idea mm-hmm. of challenging each other with hot sauce names, true or false, fact or fiction. Fact or fiction. And so this is going to be sort of like our hot takes for this episode because we've got an interview coming up with Papa Tony's founder, Tony Wilson, about his hot sauce empire. But first, let's have our little hot sauce naming challenge. And so I'm supposed to decide whether it's a real hot sauce or a fake hot sauce. Exactly. And 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 so are you. And it can be the name of the company of the hot sauce or the name of the actual flavor of the hot sauce. So it can be either both. Basically, you're just a BS detector. Okay. All right. 
I'll, I'll, I'll change it up. The first one might be the real one. Mm-hmm. The second one might be the fake one. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll, we'll go back and forth. You know what? BS detector would be a good name for a hot sauce, don't you think? Well, also, my, my name is Becky Selengut. So oh. I think it's especially <laughs> yeah. good. All right. You go first. Okay. So here's the first one. Mm-hmm. Ring Sting Reaper. Mm. I... Wait, I'm going to give you both. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I have this set up differently. Okay, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Ring Sting Reaper or Ass Blaster Ass Kicking? Hmm. I'm going to say Ring Sting. That's the real one. Uh, no. I made that up. Really? That's good. Isn't that a good name? Ring Sting Reaper. <laughs> and we're not talking about Ring Finger. No. So maybe, my, maybe we can call my Avenero one Ring Sting Reaper. <laughs> Since I already just made up a name. Right. <laughs> All right. Your turn. That's good. Okay. Um, so I will pair a couple. Uh, bacon Me Crazy or Shart Attack. <laughs> Well, bacon me crazy. Your last name's Bacon, that's, so I, I yeah. kind of want to say that that's the the fake one. Bacon me crazy is legit. It's what? a real, yeah. It's a real. We hot are sauce. zero for two. Yeah, yeah. So what's the one you so made? up? I made up shark attack. <laughs> there, there, there. Apparently, there was. I mean, of course, I I did my due diligence on Google with some of this stuff, and there was a shark sauce made in Sweden of all places, but they stopped <gasps> posting online back in 2020. So I'm. I'm taking the shark back. Okay, Mr. Bacon, shark attack yeah. should be your legitimate hot sauce name. Okay. That is brilliant. But not for your cute bunny one. No. All right, my turn. Mm-hmm. Da bomb ground zero mm-hmm. or Damien's death drops. <laughs> Ooh, I like the sound of Damien's death drops better. So I'm going to say that that's your creative Aww, juices. You're flowing. too kind. You're right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Damien death drops is not a real hot sauce name. I mean, it is now because I named it, but the mm-hmm. bomb ground zero is a legitimate hot sauce name. All right. That sounds good. Let's try it. Okay. Well, I'll try it. You'll try it. You'll, You'll tell me. You know. I'll, I'll breathe your, I'll smell your breath. <laughs> Uh, okay, Hallelujah Peño or Belligerent Blaze? What? Say the first one again. Hallelujah Peño or Belligerent. What is Hallelujah? You know, like Hallelujah. Oh, I got Hallelujah. Uh, I forget the name of the queen on RuPaul's Drag Race who used oh, to say Hallelujah. Like oh, well, hmm. Hallelujah Peño. I don't know. As a queen, I'm going to say you made up that one. I did make that. Yes. Yeah, I kind of I tipped the scales you there. You know, like I, I showed did. off my, yeah, I you made did. that up. Hallelujah. Okay. But I also like the the legitimate one. Belligerent blaze. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. angry. It's mm-hmm. mad mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Next day, you pay hellfire sauce <laughs> or habanero hell mouth. <laughs> uh, I think... Habanero Hellmouth is the real one. That is wrong. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Next day you pay, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you take Visa? <laughs> Do you take Diners Club? <laughs> American Express only. <laughs> well, I'll look for that in stores. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad's duct tape sauce. What? Or Bigfoot's armpit hot sauce. Okay. The first one I have questions. Uh-huh. The second one, ew. <laughs> Well, what dad's what are your... armpit sauce? No, Bigfoot's armpit hot sauce. Okay, that's weird. Or dad's duct tape hot sauce. Also weird. Yeah, way to pair two really 
they kind of cancel each other out. You know, that's it's extra challenging. Dad's duct tape just sounds insidious. Not since oil and vinegar has we been faced with such a difficult decision. This is very difficult for me. I'm going to say you made up Dad's duck song. Incorrect. That is a real thing, as seen on the internet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which we know is accurate all the time. I'll read a little of the the description of it to you. It's made for the real men out there, the dads. Is there a rip in the upholstery? Can't get the door latch to shut? Mom talking too much? Just duct tape it. Dads. (laughs) That makes me... Very uncomfortable. Dad's universal fix-it is now available in a bottle that will fix just about any bland food out there, even mom's meatloaf. Okay, I hate this. (laughs) I hate everything about that, and I wish you had made it up. No, actually, I'm glad you didn't, because then I would have to not be friends with you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. A lot of, I would say, hot sauce politically kind of seems to lean severely to the right yes. i mean did you notice that in your yes, homework absolutely <laughs> so and <it's... laughs> and it's it's interesting we're gonna i i have a i have some analysis on hot okay. sauce that All i would right. love to drop yeah okay here we go succubus sauce mm. or hellboy right hand of doom oh i think succubus sauce is the real deal you are wrong wow Man, I'm glad we're not keeping score on this. Oh, I am. You've only gotten one of mine right. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Uh, And what was the real one? The real one is Hellboy Right Hand of Doom. Wow. And Succubus Sauce, I mean. That sounds pretty good. Okay, next challenge. I've got two left. Trigger Warning. Ooh, I like the name. Or Queen of Farts. (laughs) Hot sauce. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Which one would Keith come up with? <laughs> Trigger warning is very clever, and mm-hmm. you're clever. Mm. I think you're clever enough to come up with trigger warning. I did. Yes. I did come up with trigger warning. I was shocked Ching. that there wasn't, wasn't one. Yeah. I mean, but I think this feels more like a left-leaning hot sauce true. For, the, for the rest of us. It's so true. That are searching for something that is not, you know, like... yeah. Just say Brandon or, exact, or let's exactly. go Brandon. Let's I'm talk. very glad I was right on that uh-huh. one. I wanted to think that you were trigger warning and not what was the other one? Uh, the other one was uh, Queen of Farts. <laughs> yeah, you're better than that. <laughs> I hope so. I also came up with an alternate for trigger warning, which was trigger warming. What do you think of that? Trigger warming. I think you know, it's, it's a little, it's like trigger warning is... It's a, it's, a, it's a play on it's a, words. It is a play on words. Yeah. But yes. it might, I mean, people might not get it. I think I people, the, only a small, only the left coast would get <laughs> yeah. that one. I'm fine with that. Yeah, okay. Okay, here's my last one for okay. you. Rosemary's Demon Baby Scotch Bonnet. Mm. Or bleep me, that's hot. It's, it's the F word. <laughs> yeah. You're going to bleep me out. Should I just say it? Uh, you're going to bleep me out? I could bleep you out, but that's just an extra step. So thank okay. you for bleeping yeah, yourself. Yeah, I'm bleeping myself. Self, so it's F, it's F me that's hot. I think that's the real one. That is the real yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, there's a lot of hot sauce names out there that are just quite vulgar. Yeah. But what about <laughs> Rosemary's Demon Baby? That that's should be good. a hot sauce, yeah. I think. Yeah. Come on. Would it be made in Manhattan? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in a crib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Vidal Sassoon for hot sauce. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I yeah, do. Okay, that's awesome. Okay, my last one. I have I have one more that I made up, and then quite a few other. Oh, okay, Frosty's demise, 
as in the snowman. I get it. Or Cabbage Patch Kids World of Pain. Oh, God, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. I. These are the two that you might see advertised on the holiday specials like Rudolph. I like it. You know. I want you to have made up the Cabbage Patch one. I did make yes. up Cabbage Patch Kids oh World God. of Pain. But Frosty's Demise, it does have like a sad... I do like it. It has a sad snowman on the bottle. He's kind of melting. good. Yeah. But I feel like you have a, another side gig in your future. Of naming things? Naming well, hot sauce. Well, I used to do that a lot. I, used I know. To, you're I, brilliant yeah, at I've it. Yeah, named movies and theme park attractions yeah. and stuff. I it shows. haven't done it for a while. So this was a good exercise in mm-hmm. that. So thanks for yeah. this great idea. Yeah. I made it up. There's a whole concept of this type of game. I'm kidding. Actually, <laughs> I'm sure many people have played this type of game. But my, my good friend, Matthew, who I used to do a different podcast with, this is a game he introduced to me that he mm-hmm. does on his other podcast. Awesome. Awesome. So, so we're part of the podcast community. We are. We are. Awesome. Well, speaking of other podcasts, I do also a podcast called Always West Seattle, which is about where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. And I recently did an interview with Tony Wilson, who is the owner and founder of Papa Tony's Hot Sauce, which is based in West Seattle, where we are recording right now. Right this moment. And it was such a great interview. It was part of like my October agenda where I talk about things that are happening in West Seattle, but also use that as an opportunity to get to know interesting people here. I was like, I I can't, this can't be limited to just West Seattle. So we're going to run that interview here on Field to Fork and learn more about Tony Wilson and Papa Tony's Hot Sauce. Let's take a listen right now. Let's do it. Hello, hello. Hey, Tony, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. I wanted to learn a little bit more about your background and the story of Papa Tony's. I mean, you're relatively new to this business of spicy stuff. Yeah. And you're already on a hot streak of success. Yeah, (laughs) man. Recently named the West Side Emerging Business of the Year by the West Seattle Chamber of Commerce. Let's go back to the beginning. How did the idea for Papa Tony's Hot Sauce begin? Well, uh, the start of this rocket ride was very like organic. It was not intended to be a business. So I was a school teacher Mm -hmm. for about seven years Mm -hmm. prior to doing this. I taught sixth grade social studies Mm -hmm. and was so burnt out from that, that uh, the pandemic literally like kind of ushered this phase of my life where I said, I'm just going to be creative. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like at home with my wife and daughter in New Orleans. We were all laid off and just like Mm -hmm. figuring out what to do. Mm -hmm. So just being super creative. And so we would watch all these cooking shows Mm -hmm. just constantly. And we just would cook. Like we'd make different things because all we could do is is go to the grocery store and then come back home. (laughs) So we would like go there, get fresh ingredients, come back, cook it, and then post it on Facebook and stuff like that. And just was doing that every day. Mm -hmm. One day randomly, I'm going to the grocery store with my wife, like normal, and I just walk right up to these beautiful orange habaneros, Mm -hmm. end up throwing them in a cart. My wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, I have no idea. (laughs) So um, we're walking around the store and I'm like, I'm going to make a garlic habanero hot sauce. She was like, make me a mango habanero. And Mm -hmm. I was like, let's make carne asada tacos and blah, blah. So go home, make this hot sauce. And it was delicious. And I just, you know, posted it to Facebook like I did everything. And then people started reacting to it and then being like, oh, my God, I love homemade hot sauce. I do that all the time, or I know people that do it. I love to buy that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I guess like, what if I lean into this a little bit? So I said, I'm going to make another batch. Who wants to buy some? People started you know, asking to buy it and like wow. buying the, the next batch. 
My wife made the logo. We printed them on our home computer, got the stuff on Amazon to bottle and sell, ended up selling 300 bottles in the first month. Wow. And so this was not like you were following some plan or something. It was no plan. (laughs) I'm telling you, I tell people all the time, like when people are aspiring entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. they're like, what's the secret? I said, just do it. Yeah. Right. Like podcasting. Right. Just go buy the equipment. Yeah. Like go buy the mic. Mm-hmm. Set up on your computer, mm-hmm. make a horrible first episode, yes. learn yeah. or a few then, of them, <laughs> a few of them, and they get better and better and better. Yeah, because literally it was not even a part of the. I never saw myself being a hot sauce guy. Yeah, I loved hot sauce, but we just literally was following, you know, what the universe was taking me and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so then from there we got the opportunity to move here mm-hmm. to Washington because my wife grew up here. Okay, and went to Seattle U. And I'm like, but I just started the company. She was like, trust me, this yeah. is going to be the move, not only for, for me and for her career, but for you and what you're trying to do. So I started working at this restaurant because a friend of mine from college was a manager at a restaurant here who did sauces and dips themselves. Okay. So I worked under them in their commissary doing their hot sauces and dips and learning the grocery game and everything like that. Perfect. Like, they thought I was just working. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at what equipment I need. Yeah. I'm looking at what kind of licenses I right, need. Right, right. Six months into it, I what, eight months into it, I go off on my own. And then- wow been killing it so that's awesome now we're in 50 stores uh-huh. including all pccs we did 16 weekly farmers markets mm-hmm. this year so i got a staff of people now i got people who actually like pay their rent with the money that i pay them and that's awesome. like i feel like so honored yeah and, you know i i feel the impact of that right like right. i like i have to be on point right mm-hmm. i have to you know have good business practices you yeah. know i got to treat people right and I see that, right? I'm not looking at this like, you know, do as I say, you work for me. I'm like, right. no, I'm honored that, you know, we're in this position together. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so cool. And how did you end up in West Seattle? It was the cheapest place to get an apartment. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it was like in the pandemic and the bridge was still down. Right. And so we were just like, what can we afford? And mm. so we got an apartment on Avalon. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, that brought us to West Seattle. And again, just so happened to realize, like, as we got here, realizing that, like, West Seattle is such a supportive community. Yeah. So it just, again, the universe just put us in the right place. Right. I, th- I read somewhere that one of the first places you sold your products was at the Heron's Nest yep. in the Duwamish Green. That Belt. was the first, that was the first place here in Washington that I ever sold my hot sauce. Wow. And that's what kind of gave me the bug. What's funny about that story, I tell them all the time, like I, I really thank them. So like I try yearly to do a fundraiser or something like that or, you know, or give money to them or whatever, because I don't remember how I got connected with them, but I just ended up signing up for this market. I just showed up. I didn't have a table. I didn't have a tent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just showed up with four boxes of hot sauce <laughs> and my family uh-huh. and they, they accommodated me. They found me a table. They got me inside. So I didn't have to like get rained on and everything. Yeah. And we sold out of everything. Wow. And so then I remember I took my family out to eat with that money. And mm-hmm. I was like, that was like a different type of energy, right? Yeah. Taking something that I created, mm-hmm. my brainchild, put it, you know, into the marketplace, sold it. And now we're eating our, this nice dinner. Wow. This. That was a whole different. Yeah. Like God. once you feel that energy, it's like you can't, you can't see anything else. Yeah. That must have felt really, really good. 
there are a lot of hot sauces out there. Yeah. I mean, to what do you attribute your breakout success? Why are people loving Papa Tony's hot sauce? Well, I mean, they love the they love the story behind it. Don't get it twisted. Like mm-hmm. they definitely love like the energy that like because my whole family's involved. Like mm-hmm. my mom works for me at the markets. My wife and daughter are very heavily entwined into it. They love that. But it's a great product too. Yeah. Right. It's it's very flavorful. The thing in the hot sauce community is it's either a lot of heat, no flavor, or a lot of flavor, no heat, mm-hmm. okay? And so we have, like, literally made the perfect balance of that where it's a ton of, like, really good flavor, mm-hmm. and then it's also spicy. So, But we have a range of it, too, where it's, like, there's some of the more mediums, and then there's, like, the hot hots. Right. But either way, go, everything is super flavorful. It's, like, fresh ingredients. There's no artificial preservatives, so you're being kind to the environment, mm-hmm. and, you know, and your body and, and stuff like that with it. And the best compliment I ever got about my hot sauce was somebody said it's it makes food fun. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it really does. Like when you eat it, like even when you just put on a chip, you're just yeah. like, whoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> we all need some more fun in our lives, too, I think. You've become kind of a local celebrity here in West Seattle <laughs> with your breakout success. Is there another celebrity that you would love to share your hot sauce with? Like. Gordon Ramsay for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was a lot of his shows I was watching when okay. I was like getting my chops and cooking uh-huh. and everything like that. I just like would binge, we would binge watch a lot of Gordon <laughs> Ramsay. So I would, you know, I really want to, my dream really would be to like be on one of these shows and like I have, you know, Gordon Ramsay or some other like big time chef come out and like just interact with me and the product. Yeah. Have you ever looked into that, into trying to get into, I mean, I know you're super busy and this is all relatively new, but I mean, like my husband and I are super into Chopped. You know, we want that's our yeah. go-to one. And and a lot of times we watch that and we're like, what were they thinking? I mean, don't they even watch this show? Like you should never start your dessert, you know, with 15 minutes left. But So you've watched a bunch of them. I mean, that you'd love to be on his show. Have you, do you think you ever might like audition or try out for any of these things? I want to let it kind of happen naturally. Like uh-huh. I kind of want to be on the thing where they like want me on because my name has gotten so big that gotcha. they're like, you know, more of a colleague type right. of vibe versus like being a contestant. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I see it mm-hmm. kind of being. Yeah. I Especially like Especially where things are going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because again, like I, I, like I talk to my life coach about this all the time. We are so, you know, uh, thankful for this opportunity mm-hmm. here because- we didn't even plan to be here. So we are yeah. very appreciative and honored and going to respect, you know, the whole landscape of what we're doing because we weren't even, you know, we technically weren't supposed to be here. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, and we've been so thankful or we've been so lucky to get so many people behind our product that respect our product, that love our product, that also just love our story, that mm-hmm. literally just, you know, seek us out to give us opportunities and put us on other platforms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they taste the product, they hear the story, then they seek me out and like, hey, I want to introduce you to this person mm-hmm. and help you with this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like something that really you, it makes, it's very touching to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure it's just a matter of moments before people are knocking on your door, wanting to put you on TV for yeah. <laughs> a variety <laughs> of different reasons. How big of a role did the farmer's market play in building your business? Oh, huge. Mm-hmm. absolutely huge i think of it like a kind of an incubator system right mm-hmm. where like this is like the first level you know what i mean and then i can go to another tier it's been instrumental like it literally made it so that i could go and like be it was able to quit my job to be able to make money you mm-hmm. know what i mean like we could when i was when i quit my job i decided like oh i can do four or five farmers markets a week one a day and then that would make enough money to pay bills and right. to buy more product and continue to invest into the uh business 
And so also to develop that fan base as well. Right. So it's been huge in that aspect. Another aspect too is you're getting that like those those eyeballs on your product mm-hmm. every day. So it's also marketing. Then another thing too is I've gotten a lot of stores out of that. Hmm. So people are walking through with their with their uh, significant others, and they are the buyer for Ken's Market gotcha. or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, we want to pick you up." Another thing was like the new store soiree mm-hmm. here in West Seattle. Yeah, I met the owners. I met them at the West Seattle Farmers Market. Oh wow! They sampled the product. They bought a couple bottles, and uh-huh. then they emailed me. It was like, "Hey, we want to pick you up. We're opening up a new shop." Right. So you I mean it's like literally, it's so it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, I recently did an episode with uh, Forget Me Not Ice Cream Sandwiches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there at all the farmers markets, and she yep. was talking about how also the farmers market inspires flavors and and directions that did that did that ever happen yes. to you yep 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 it's funny because i just got a um box of jalapenos from uh alvarez farms mm-hmm. and i had had this idea in a tuck a year ago for this green salsa that mm-hmm. i was gonna make for papa tony's but you know like I, my wife tells me like you know hey put the brakes on it you don't need to come <laughs> out with a new sauce every month so i just like put it to the back but they had this beautiful box of jalapenos and I just bought them and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put that into production now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that is that inspiring things. You see what people are growing. You see right. things are seasonal. And then you're like, oh, I could use this. I can incorporate this. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, it's just a way too to d- develop those relationships where right. now I'm using fresh ingredients from other farmers, right? Mm-hmm. And so the best part about it is I feel like we're just this community where everybody's kind of passing money around and we're yeah. all like supporting and feeding our families off of the strength of each other. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really common for the cider person next to me to be like, hey, look, you just had this cider. Now look, go get this hot sauce. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah, I love that about our local food community and economy. Where and how do you mix up your hot sauces? Is there a cauldron involved? (laughs) It was a big 80-quart pot that I use. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, one of the things about it is I don't use Mm -hmm. co-packers. A lot of sauces do that. They go to a facility that has all the big equipment and everything. Which is cool, you know, good for them. But I still do everything handmade. Wow. Like it started in my kitchen in mm-hmm. New Orleans, and we're now in a commercial kitchen right. with all the licenses and stuff. Sure. <laughs> but um, we still do everything. You wow. know what I mean? So, yeah, we have this big 80 quart pot, and we put everything in there. We still source all our products, our ingredients, and stuff, mm-hmm. put it all in there, cook it up. And then I got this big immersion blender, like 21 inch immersion blender, and we blend it all up, get wow. it smooth, and then we actually bottle it. Are there any extra precautions that you have to take when working with all the spicy stuff? It's it gets crazy in yeah. there. You gotta wear like you know, a lot of times wear like a little like black goggles for mm-hmm. sure because mm-hmm. it gets really in your eyes. Yeah. If you can put a mask on, I'm so used to it that like it just doesn't even bother oh, me. Oh really? But like staff, they have to wear like goggles and like right. masks. Yeah, but you're you're Superman. You're just numb mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. spice. <laughs> Uh, Tony, which of your products would you say is the front runner in terms of popularity? The mango habanero. Yeah. Yeah. But only by a few hundred bottles, to be honest. Uh-huh. Like, we've done 20,000 bottles nationwide since we started. Wow. But only by a few hundred is the mango. They all actually sell really well. Yeah. I even got one that's got strawberry. It's strawberry and scorpion mm-hmm. peppers. Believe it or not, it sells really well, too. Awesome. It just really depends on the event. It depends on the weekend. How right. people are feeling. There's some weekends where the Caribbean style one sells out that weekend, and then we have a tons of garlic. It just literally just is a toss up. Cool. Well, if you haven't tried the mango one, that's the one that you need to check out. Tony, in, in building your business, was there any major 
aha moment that you've just felt like I can see clearly now, like this is it. And here we go. I think when it, I think it was that time at the Heron's Nest, mm-hmm. right? Because before then I really didn't know. I mean, I knew I had a good thing there, yeah. but I was like, I don't know how to sell this. Like, right. I don't know what the platform would be to sell it. So I was like doing my e-commerce thing and trying to like offer little deals to get on a website. And, yeah. you know, I was getting pretty decent sales and stuff like that. But it wasn't nothing to really call it like a career like yeah. it is now. But then when the moment I was able to like make that money, um, then and then I started like finding other markets and stuff like that. It started to be like, wow, this is really how I can do mm-hmm. this. I like and I remember when I like first quit my job and it was crazy because that was the first time I'm like, I'm not getting the paycheck in two weeks. Yeah. Right. And that was the first time in 10, 11, 12 years that mm-hmm. that has been that way. Always had a job. Yeah. And so it was like, this is going to be such a weird transition. <laughs> so that month was so weird of being like, what is, like, how do you pay your bills? Yeah. Because right? you're used to getting, right. everything is structured around that two-week structure, right? Yeah. Or whatever it is that, that your structure is. So having to create that structure. Yes. And then once I did it, I was like, oh, yeah, that, you couldn't pay me to go to another job. Right. You right. There's like a no amount of money that can make me go work <laughs> for somebody right now. Yeah. I've been a freelance work at home, independent creator for quite a few decades now. And it, it was definitely a shift, you know, but it's right. all I found that like income you know, it's like relative, you know, when you when you're making that steady paycheck, I found that I didn't appreciate my income as much as I do when it's like, you know, it's here and there and then it's not there. And so I learned that's how I learned to budget. I also learned how if I'm not working, like, don't totally panic, you know, like take a, a moment to just sort of like, okay, I'm going to do something nice for myself. And obviously, I'm going to try and get back to work. But yep. but it is Yeah, once it's, it's kind of hard to, to imagine going back to some desk job <laughs> yeah. and you know what? You, you said it right too is what i've had to do is like again trust the process right mm-hmm. being like like for example september has been low technically on sales for the markets everybody's suffering in the markets but i got wholesale so what's crazy is like i'm not panicking like every week i'm like you know i signed up to be at these markets yeah i'm gonna be there i told these staff members they're gonna get these hours so i'm not gonna stress right but so what i did was like well i'm gonna do demos in my stores mm. and so now my income has like it's I have not taken a loss this month because I've been getting reorders on my wholesale. Yeah. Right. So the, it always like balances itself out. So you don't ever have to like sit and panic and be like, oh my God, this is low. So blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. just figure out different areas to kind of like, you know, supplement that income. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All within that. Yeah. And I feel like the the lesson that maybe you took away from your the Heron's Nest experience is, is show up. Like show that'll up. be the title of your you know, multi-million dollar <laughs> ticket to success sell autobiography show up by Papa Tony. <laughs> that's that's dope, actually. That's really dope. Yeah, that's it. Just being being present. Yeah. Right. Like that's been the ticket to success is literally being at all these events. Like mm-hmm. folks literally know Papa Tony's gonna be here. Yeah. Or they know that they're gonna see that sign and they're gonna mm-hmm. be like, oh Papa Tony's right there. Yeah. They just being there so folks can be able to have that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And honestly Again, just really appreciating the fact that you're there. Right. You're lucky to be there. Totally. Right? I could be at somebody's job right now, but mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. So, like, um, I tell everybody, give them samples, right? Give everybody samples. Don't pressure anybody to buy mm-hmm. because some people just want a sample. They may not have the money or whatever right. it is. 
have that conversation with them. Give yeah. them 20 samples if that's what they want. <laughs> because down the line, they're going to remember that. And there mm-hmm. are people that have come and tried to give me their last $2. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they remember a year ago wow. when they saw me out here working and I gave them sample after sample. And they're like, don't have no money, but they're trying to give me their $2. But no, yeah. just take that. This yeah. is yours. You know wow. what I mean? Wow, that's a great story. If you had to tell the story of Papa Tony's hot sauce or your own story through music, what kind of music would it be or what songs come to mind? It's really hard to think about an exactly a song. It, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Rocky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> going to fly now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be more like in the tune of like a sports movie mm-hmm. rather than a song. You gotcha. know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I worked very hard. Yeah. Like, my whole life, I worked very, very hard. And um, I remember... It was 10 years ago, I was at this job and it was in New Orleans and I was so just not happy with it. And I told myself and my family, we don't come from a background of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I gotta go out here and learn to be an entrepreneur. So as on top of working, I was like flying to London, I was doing music and performing and I'm like, you know, volunteering my time to be in these buildings with like record labels and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I'm not making no money. Like my mom is sending me money to like, so I could eat, get Mm -hmm. on the tube and, you know what I mean? Like, but I had to learn. Like, I had yeah. to learn these skills. And nobody, they, they just thought I was crazy. They thought <laughs> I was, like, unstable because they're like, why does he not, like, why does he keep doing this? He's not making money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to learn this. Stuff, yeah. Right? That stuff is priceless. Right. And then now, looking at how everything has come together and I'm using all those skills mm. that I learned, it all makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> and does. And my mom was like, she's like, she's like, you know, there was times I was worried, but I kind of knew you had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've become kind of a rock star in the hot sauce world. That's what I'm so. saying. <laughs> Tony, is there a particular kind of beer or food that pairs particularly well with your products? Um, so one of my favorite things to do, because I love Mexican food, is mm-hmm. I take the uh, garlics and I put them in uh, sour cream mm-hmm. and then make a crema. With it, that's really delicious mm. to do. Put it over your enchiladas or mm-hmm. dip your quesadilla in it. Yeah. Um, the mango is really good with like catfish. Mm. Another thing to do is put it in a tartar sauce. Uh huh. And then dip your oh, and chip, fish that's and a great idea. That. Yeah. So yeah, that just it's oh, it's just so good with food. I would say with the Caribbean, it's good with like steak or roasted vegetables. Strawberry one, the scorpion is good with chicken tacos. Okay. All right. Got some eating to do. Yeah. <laughs> Which of your hot sauces do you think goes best with eggs? I usually go with the garlic or the ghostly garlic, mm-hmm. but a lot of people say the mango mm-hmm. habanero. Okay. Yeah. We just did some um, breakfast burritos at the house and the mango is really good on those. Yeah. That sounds like it would be a good combo. I'm sure it hasn't been all easy street for you building your business into a success. What have been some of the biggest challenges? Um, I mean, up until this whole time I've been uh, bootstrapping, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that's taking the money you make and reinvesting. Yep. So that comes with challenges because yeah. you can't grow faster. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of tame your ego or tame your wants a little bit and just mm-hmm. like say, I can really do what I can do. And yeah. So that's a part of it where it's like you want to do so much, but you have to be like very, you got to be modest, a little more modest with your goals and wants. But I felt like I did pretty good at it. So then, you know, then also it's like finding just the right vendors for like what you're trying to, you know, for your products. So that's with the bottles. You know, I found a local bottle place with specialty bottles. So I've been using them. But before that, it was like 
having to go to a place in Florida and mm. then they ship it and then your thing gets broken and you got a market that you got to <laughs> do next week. And also like figuring out how much product to make each time. And, yeah. you know, I was doing it all by myself. Mm. So there's just a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of challenges. Um, and even though like it's been a rocket ride for me, it's yeah. still been some some definite challenges right and, you know some mistakes made yeah i mean when you're chasing a dream but you have to be realistic that's it <laughs> that's it what about salmon are there any of your hot sauces that you think would pair well with that particular fish the mango or the caribbean mm-hmm. yeah for sure mm-hmm. do you do a lot of cooking yourself oh yeah, yeah yeah i'm the i'm the cook of the house okay yeah yeah what what are some of your greatest hits okay so i just bought this new uh blackstone griddle mm-hmm. you familiar with it no it's uh, it's like this thirty six inch. It's like the the griddles, the, oh, like, the a, griddles. like a pl- little plancha sort of thing, or it's like a flat top. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I've been going crazy with that. <laughs> so I've done smash burgers with mm. that, Philly cheesesteaks. Like we've done the breakfast is like crazy. Yeah, you can make your whole breakfast platter on that thing. Nice, but yeah, yeah. My, some of my best things are. So I got I do this really good spaghetti bolognese. Mm. So I got this recipe from watching these two old ladies in Italy. Uh-huh. They're in the country in Italy, and they made the spaghetti bolognese, and it's just fire. <laughs> so like I just took that recipe, kind of made it my own, and like awesome. Yeah, that sounds good. Your ghostly garlic hot sauce is made with ghost peppers. Would you say it's your scariest hot sauce? None of them are scary. <laughs> I, gotta say that. None, I gotta say that all the time at the farmers markets because mm-hmm. people are like, like I'm using super hots, right? right? That's what they're called, the super hots. Everyone in my thing is a super hot, but the lemon and lime juice blend that we put in there, it tames it a bit and it balances everything out. So none of they're all spicy. Yeah, none of them are like devil spit or reaper, gotcha. reaper killer, whatever. <laughs> it's none of that. Yeah. You, you get flavor, but you get, you know, just the right amount of heat to like yeah. make you feel good inside. Cool. And uh, I should also point out that ghostly garlic is available as a rub. Do you know if it also works as a vampire prevention device? <laughs> if you rub it on your neck, or I would else? not put that anywhere near your face because <laughs> that stuff has, it has ghost pepper powder. In it. Oh, okay. So when I actually am mixing those up, like uh-huh. I got to like wear complete cover Hazmat. gear because it will get in your eyes. Okay. Like it's bad. Okay. That's good to know. Vampires, humans, everyone keep away from that. Yeah. The rubs are very um popular too. So we have the garlic habanero rub and we have the ghostly garlic rub. Mm-hmm. So like I said, that's habanero powder and then ghost pepper powder. It's basically a complete seasoning. I, Came up with the idea because whenever I make food, I put like seven seasonings on things. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to put all this in one. Mm-hmm. And also, if you go to Highland Park Corner Store and get their new ice cream, mm. I made, especially for them, like only like created this for Highland Park Corner Store. It's a mango habanero spice dust that goes on top of the ice cream. Oh, wow. You can't find that anywhere. You can't find that at my kitchen. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's get up there real soon. Well, that's awesome. Thank you, Tony Wilson, for joining us today. And congratulations on your huge breakout success with Papa Tony's Hot Sauce. Can't wait to see you just continue to flourish here in the community and beyond. Hello, TV people. (laughs) I'm ready for you. Yes, indeed. I appreciate you for having me. I love this guy. Yeah, he's really cool. And one... <laughs> I had too much hot sauce. Did you, did you hear that weird yeah, throat I gurgle? Did. Girl. <laughs> so sorry. I love this guy. I love him for his passion mm-hmm. and he started small and, and just the whole small business story thing, but also it's a black owned business. Mm-hmm. 
And one thing I was, I was doing some research on just like the origin story of hot sauces in this country and 10, there's the 10, you know, of course, you know, internet research. So, sure. you know, question me on this, but <laughs> the 10 most pop of the 10 most popular hot sauce brands, mm-hmm. six of them are white male owned mm-hmm. corporations. Mm-hmm. Some of them have just bought up all these little mom and right. places, but only four of them are are actually, you know, run by uh, people of color or mm-hmm. women, et cetera. And it's like, when you look at the history of hot sauce, it is not like the history and culture of hot sauce mm-hmm. and white men aren't really in the same bag. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that white men don't love hot sauce. I'm just sure. saying that's not really together. So. Right. The fact that the representation on the grander scale is not necessarily representative of the people who are coming up with these hot sauces right. through Africa, the Caribbean, and Mexico, and Latin American countries, mm-hmm. and the, the you know Louisiana and Cajun, like all of these influences, you see people of color, and right. you don't see them at the higher echelon. So yeah. to, to support and and amplify his hot sauces mm-hmm. makes me feel like this is the right thing that we're doing. And and I love I love his passion. I want him to be successful. Yeah. And I'm just thrilled for him. Yeah. It's and it's very cool that it's a family business too. I, mm-hmm. I was talking to his mom at the West Seattle Farmers Market. She was there running the booth the other day. And it was just so fun to, I mean, I kind of just wanted to hang out at that booth for, for that, the whole afternoon and just talking to her because she's yeah. really outgoing and really friendly. And it's always awesome to see sort of like a homegrown story, you know, based in Seattle, even though it sort of started in New Orleans, but they, uh, let's, let's take it. Let's claim no, it. No, we're claiming it. <laughs> okay, good. We're claiming it. I mean, right. they, there's so little that Seattle's famous for. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Well, it is with a couple bands. Yeah. I mean, what do we got really? Yeah. Seattle is where it took off. Is where you know the it all sort of like. I mean, came he's together. doing really well now, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't he distributed in thousands of places now? I don't know if it's thousands, but it's a lot. You know, PCC, yeah. Ken's Market, all yeah. you know, all the farmers markets and things like that. So, and they do an online business as well. So, yeah, I don't know where I got the thousands from, but but I'm just pumping him up. Yeah, you know, because I'm sure I believe it's a in him. Of time. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's also you know, and I'm sure he can, you know, weigh in next time I, you know, when I meet him or, mm-hmm. or see him, but it's really hard for small independent business people with a product like that to break into these marketplaces mm-hmm. when these big corporations, you know, are demanding so much of the, you know, they have the, the, the cogs, the wheels, they're all working towards right. just keeping these places and, 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 and doing bulk discounts and yep. yada, yada, yada. So I wish him the best of luck. Mm-hmm. I don't think he needs it because I think he's yep. going to just continue rocket. riding that hot sauce rocket <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah thanks again tony for uh the great interview and um we'll see you at the top also hot sauce rocket your next <laughs> hot sauce brand Keith. all right you heard it here first that's it for this extra spicy episode of field to fork but before we go i just wanted to say thank you so much for all the great reviews we've been getting lately it's so encouraging and to be honest vital to keep us going and if you took a quick moment to share this episode with just one other cool person like you we'd double our audience and that would also be really great Field to Fork is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.